If parenthood came with a GPS, it would most likely just say recalculating. Join Yulandi Becker and her guest experts Wednesdays at 11 a.m. for Bump and Beyond, the show about pregnancy and babies. 101.9 megahertz of life. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is officially Wednesday at 11, and you are listening to me, your host Yulandi Becker. On Bump and Beyond, our show all about parenting, and it's been quite a bit journey already. We've got a few podcasts already available on our website highfm.com. Lots of different topics we've covered, and of course, more importantly, I want to know for the future what you would like for me to talk about and who you would like me to talk to. I could always find an expert. Don't you worry. I know a whole bunch of people in the baby industry, but send me some of your topics that you would love to hear about at bump and beyond at highfm.com. You can, of course, also SMS and telegram us and we, I'm sure someone, especially Craig will send me the message on so that I know what to prepare for. But just like that, the first term is almost done with school. I can't actually believe it. And it's been a term and a half. Mostly when we talk about things on the show, we often cover babies and things related to babies. Unfortunately, I don't have good news for you. It actually does not get better parenthood. I actually feel it's becoming more difficult the older my children are becoming. And I really feel it's more parenting. When your children are small, I really feel it's more about keeping them alive. And it sounds the responsibility is obviously very heavy on you, that kind of responsibility. But in hindsight, I do feel that was easier to do than now managing a nine and 11 year old. I don't even have teenagers. Oh my word. I don't even want to know what it's going to be like. So today's show again, segue now to babies again. And of course, I'll share my own experience with you as well. We are going to be talking introduction to solids. A very daunting prospect. That's a, you, you're setting the foundation for your child's eating habits. I'm kidding. It's not that difficult. It's really actually quite a fun experience, <laughs> but it is by the time your baby is about four to six months, you're just getting the hang of feeding them and getting into a good rhythm. And you know how to, and you think, ah, oh, I've got this. And now all of a sudden with lots of things in parenthood, you have to segue and you have to go into, okay, now I have to do this whole thing of introduction to solids. Luckily for us, my guest today is an expert in this field, and I will be introducing her just now. But again, I can confirm for sure it's one of the most things or one of the things that parents stress about the most. I don't actually know why, to be honest, but I myself can remember how daunting the idea was of introduction to solids because There's so many foods out there. What do you start with? How should they be? They could barely do anything for themselves, obviously, at four to six months. How? How now you have to set the stage for this feeding for the rest of their lives. But I can also honestly tell you that it is really also such a wonderful experience to have with your child to see how they react to different foods and to different things. It really is a fun experience, but 
stay tuned because we're going to get into this a lot more after the break. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. Yes, it is that time of the week again where we get to chat. And this week actually is my, not my final week forever, but I am taking a small break with my kids on holiday. So for the next week and the week afterwards, you'll be listening to some recordings of me speaking. So don't miss out on it. You can still obviously go listen to all the podcasts that we have and not just my show, other shows as well. They're great podcasts. Um, on highfm.com. I would love for you to talk with me today, of course, as always. So if you have any questions or any shares with regards to uh, introduction to solids, please do send us a telegram on 061-895-1019 or you can SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 150. You can, of course, also if you feel so inclined, send us an email at instudio at highfm.com and chat with us, share with us your own experience of introduction to solids. So when now I'm talking about a long time ago, nine and 11 years ago, when I started solids with my children, with my son, he had such severe reflux. The pediatrician actually quite early on advised it might be helpful if we start with solids, which I then did. Obviously, he was, I would say, close to, I would say, between four and five months. And we kind of eased into it on his recommendation. And it was relatively easy. I do have to say, though, that I started with rice cereal as an introduction to solids. And if I sometimes tell people that now, I get really awkward stares from people. It's like, what? You gave your child rice cereal? It's like, apparently that's not a good thing anymore. And that's the reality though of introduction to solids is that it is just like many things with parenting is that we do learn a lot more information um, all the time. And so we should do better when we know better. With my daughter, the experience of introduction to solids were was uh, even, you know, I kind of missed that initial period of when we have to start with solids. It was a little bit like, oh, yeah, uh, okay, maybe it's four and a half months now. And I brought the spoon to her mouth and she was not interested. And then I just figured, okay, she's not ready. And then I waited a little bit longer and it was much closer to six months that I started with solids with her. And to be honest, I felt a little bit rushed with her then because it was so close to six months. But also, she was, she is the much better sleeper, uh, sleeper as well, but also eater than my son. Um, so I don't really know what is always the best way. And that's why, like always, I get in the experts to chat with us. And today, my expert is Marita Besaidenau, the owner of Tummies Full of Love. They make baby food. So if you haven't checked them out yet, you should go look at their websites. She'll probably give us the details, but you can just Google Tummies Full of Love. And she's also a mom of three. As you know, I like that when parents are sharing their expertise on a parenting show, it makes sense, doesn't it? Hello, Marita. Thank you for joining me today. (laughs) 
Good day, Yolandi. Thank you for having us. It is, uh, it's, uh, exciting. I'm excited to help all the, the moms and dads out there that's unsure about this journey. And like you said, it is a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, it should be easy. So don't overthink it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think luckily for places like you, um, you are making it a lot easier for all of us. That's for sure. Definitely the case. And. I think I'm I'm a little bit embarrassed, but I don't think Marcus Philip Liefde was there when I was, you know, when my kids were starting with solids. I'm not sure. <laughs> Nine no, and eleven years so, ago. <laughs> so see. I think I just missed you. Sorry about oh, that. Oh, sorry. That would have been really great to have tubbies full of love there. But I managed. I managed. Yeah, I made. Exactly. I made so much. I remember that, uh, with, especially with my son, I did it a lot more because I was like, ah, oh, I'm now at home. I'm going to be so bored, blah, blah, blah. All that jazz that we all have, those preconceived ideas of parenting. And I made food for Oscar. Um, and I was really like, oh, I'm such a cool mom making food. And, but in the end of the day, even if you take a little bit of butternut and a little bit of, Carrots and you mix it together. It is a crap load of food. My son had an orange nose because he was basically only eating that because obviously you make very small portions. And in the end, I didn't even have enough containers just for that, let alone other things. So yeah, it was, I, 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 I mean, if you're up for the challenge, go for it, but. Oh, in the end, my son only ate one thing almost. Maybe it's my fault that he's such a picky eater. <laughs> No, don't be too hard on yourself, Yulani. You did try at the end of the day, but you know what? You kind of wing it at the beginning and then you learn as you go. And then obviously with the second one, you feel much more winging it, chilling it. You know, they'll be okay. You'll, as long as you feed them something, they'll be okay. So that's the most important. At least you try. That's the most important part. And, and that's what parenting is all about. Trying, uh, trial and error. Anyway, let's get to it with regards to introduction to solids. Let's start with the, and this I know question, even for us as sleep consultants, uh, is a controversial topic sometimes, is when should we be starting with solids? So, yes, it is controversial. It's always a difficult one to answer. But obviously, most of the parents now, World Health Organization, do say to introduce solids from six months on. Although a lot of new research and studies that's been done say that you can start around 18 weeks to 20 weeks up until six months. So I usually encourage parents to check your baby's readiness. I think that's the most important part. It's not to put a date and a time on starting solids even before your baby is born and you have this idea that you're going to start at five months or six months. I mean, you said it yourself with your son, it was one way, with your daughter, another way. So I think when it comes to starting solids, maybe Make sure that they've got uh, a steady neck and head control. That's important for them to swallow the food. They, they are able to sit in a feeding chair. They show interest in food all of a sudden. So you will see as you take a spoon to your mouth, um, they will actually go to the front and actually try to take a bite themselves. And then double birth weight. So rather check that readiness 
instead of just following the calendar and just keeping an eye on that, it is important for parents to remember that if you see your baby is ready, that you do slowly but surely do try to introduce something. Um, don't let the, like you tried and you saw, no, it's not ready. Let mm. me just wait a bit longer. Um, some parents will ignore their readiness. And once they get six months old, it's almost like, I don't want to say you missed the opportunity, but all of a sudden they're not intrigued for actually starting solid. Yeah. So it's important not to start after six months. Uh, that That's the, the most important part. And then obviously not before four months at least because the digestive systems are not ready to actually handle solids and to digest it. So it's important to get the balance right. Yeah, and I mean, even from a sleeping perspective, just to let everyone know, because some people think that their children are going to sleep better if they start with solids. To be honest, it's very, very, very seldom the case that your child is going to all of a sudden sleep better just because you started with solids. In fact, if you do start it too early, it might actually have the opposite effect with regards to your child's sleep. But um, it's also interesting that you know, because um, recently I had some training from a dietitian and she was also mentioning those signs of readiness. And I think it is important for parents to know with all developmental milestones, and this is readiness for solids is a developmental milestone, is that it's it's some kids walk when they're nine months. Others walk when they're 15 months. And this is the same thing. Some babies are just a little bit quicker on getting ready on that. It's more the signs to look out for. It's already getting a very interesting conversation, Marita. And I'm very excited to get into it a lot more. So don't go anywhere. <laughs> This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. Thank you if you've just joined us. This is me, Yolandi Becker, your host, and we're on Bump and Beyond. And today we're talking introduction to solids with my very amazing expert, Marita Besaidenout, who's the owner and founder of Tummies Full of Love and Mom of Three. So, um, yeah, you've been through the um, trenches as well with three kids. And we were just start, uh, talking about the signs of readiness, and it's not um, just about the actual age of your child, but also looking out for those signs. And it's very interesting for me always. And I, out of personal experience, know that that's the truth is that when you bring that spoon and they go like a little bird for it is like almost a given. But as you mentioned as well, you could miss that window if you wait too long. So don't wait too long to start with solids. It also makes for me the pressure, like I said, with my own daughter, I felt because there is a certain amount of things that you should introduce. Obviously, there's a lot of things you need to introduce, but you do need, need to get to a point, especially to introduce um, protein in the diet. But before we get to that, let's ask the question rather is what is the best food to start with? Is it rice cereal? I, I feel like you need to say yes because <laughs> <laughs> just so you feel better that you did follow that route, you Bundy. You know what? At the end of the day, it's it's about personal preferences as well. So I think as soon as you have all the information, you can make an informative decision about, do you want to start with your basic vegetables? Do you want to start with rice cereal? So the reason why a lot 
of people actually started with rice cereal is due to the fact that from six months, their iron stores actually starts to deplete, that they actually get in the womb. So um, we need to actually fill that up. And that's why rice cereal is fortified with an, uh, iron. So that's oh, why yeah. some moms will actually start serving rice cereal. But the thing about dry cereal, because of the iron in it, it actually causes a bit of constipation most of the time. So it's important to be informed about that. If I have to do solids introduction all over again, I think I would just start with vegetables. Your vegetables like sweet potato, butternut. Um, we do usually encourage clients or, or moms that um, has reflux babies to leave out the carrots for the first two to three weeks. It's not that reflux babies will have more reflux, but it does tend to show that when it digests, it actually burns up the throat a bit longer. So oh, banana and, and carrots, it's not, sci- it's not scientifically proven before anybody attacks me. It's just due <laughs> to experience and a lot of clinic sisters and doctors we've been working with this last um, eight years actually um, agreed with us that um, it does happen. So that's something you should taste for yourself. Uh, that's important. Remember, every baby is going to act different towards different flavors. So start with your basic introductions. Like you said, do try to combine sweet potato and butternut and carrots, and then you get James squash. You can actually do a bit of avocado as well. Do not serve your ba- baby only yellow vegetables, Yulandi, because otherwise they will <laughs> turn yellow. So for all the moms that's now worried about a yellow baby, it's really if you just serve a lot of yellow vegetables at the beginning and it's just because their liver needs to actually learn how to process all the vitamin A that's and the carotene that's that's in the yellow vegetables. Oh. So don't stress about it. As long as you do two to three days you can start with you it's not necessarily that you do one flavor for a week. Two to three days if your baby has a reaction, I'm sure you'll be able to see that. Start with basic flavors and once you You've done the basics about two to three weeks after that. You can start with your green veggies and then even your protein. Even if it is past six months that you already start your protein, your protein is going to have your iron. If you don't do rice cereal, so obviously we'll supplement their diet with, with protein instead of rice cereal. So I hope that sheds a bit of light on, <clears throat> on what to actually start with. Yeah, no, and I mean... It really does. I mean, now even thinking about it, maybe I shouldn't have given, but I had so much carrots and anyway, <laughs> now it's over. He's fine and he really hates carrots, cooked carrots and <laughs> anyway, it could have also been me. Oh. So uh, with the introduction, because now you mentioned, and I just want to make sure for mobs out there. So you start with introduction. You can choose, obviously, what you want to introduce, but how many days should you be doing the same thing before you do the next thing? Does it depend? Do you go slower if your baby is younger or do you go faster when your baby's older? How many days can you give the same thing? And then the next thing, do you give it once a day? Do you give twice a day? When do you start increasing them? That's lots of questions now. At okay, so, so, so let's start with wh- what and then the amount of days we start yeah. with. So it's your first meal of introduction. So you start in a time slot of a lunch. So that is between two milk feeds. And your baby should be well rested, happy, not overtired, because otherwise they're not going to have a first, a good first experience. So make sure it's during a lunchtime about 11 to 12. 
you can start with sweet potato, for example. So for today, tomorrow, and the day after that, you can do lunchtime potato. If you see your baby does not have any skin rashes or diarrhea or any re reaction toward that, you can move over to the next flavors. I usually tell moms, do your new flavors in the afternoon during the lunchtime. If your baby is unhappy or have cramps or whatever, it's sorted by the time we get them to sleep tonight. We want a happy mm -hmm. baby sleeping. So do all new flavors in the afternoon. Then the amount of meals is up to you at the end of the day. I'm quite a routine type of mom. I believe that routine gives them structure. It helps them eat better, sleep better. At the end of the day, if you put them in that little feeding chair, they know, listen, I'm going to have my food now. I'm ready. I'm excited. Some babies will even start crying if you don't have the food ready yet. So it's important for us to create that routine. So therefore, we actually, um, if your baby is around about four and a half months old, we say do one flavor once a day for a week. After week one, starting with week two, you can actually start with a breakfast then as well. So you can do some cereal then. If you want to make a homemade cereal, you do get great recipes out there. We have a YouTube video as well on a homemade recipe. And then after week two, you can actually increase to three meals a day. So that's the the, the um, routine that we follow with our clients. Oh. Every mom is different. Use your own prerogative. There's no right or wrong way. If a baby is closer to six months, then I say, you know what? Increase the amount of meals per day a bit more because obviously they are more likely to actually start eating faster than a baby of four months. So with a baby of four months, they'll only maybe eat a teaspoon at a meal. It's more about exposing your baby and then gradually following their cues. Um, Important guideline to follow with the amount of food you serve per meal because I know that's the that was my next question. question. <laughs> and I do not have a hundred percent answer for you, but what I do, what I can tell you is follow your baby's cues. If you see you give a, a, a teaspoon and your baby's mouth is still going open and open and open, um, try to do an extra teaspoon with your next meal. So a good guideline to use as well is if your baby is six months old, you will give six teaspoons. That is now after initial introduction. We're not going to give that off the start. Um, do six teaspoons for breakfast, six for, for lunch, and then six for dinners if you do three meals a day. If you only do one, it's fine. It's 100%. As your baby grows, you'll see their cues. But we need to establish a healthy eating habit and routine around solid food. So I know there's a saying that food before one is just for fun. And I do believe in it. Please don't under misunderstand me. But there's also a vital part that if you do not introduce solids and textures and finger foods, that those babies actually struggle to, to move over to table foods later. And that's the, the end where we want to, to get to. Even with Sammy's Full of Lives the range, we want to help you that first six, seven months of actually introducing solids. But we want to help you transition over to table foods because that is the food that they'll be eating for the rest of their life. So yeah. don't just, I say wing it, but don't um, make it too, too little of an issue that you kind of don't worry. Like, yeah, I'll give it tomorrow or... I'll give it next week or next month because a month in a baby's life is a long time. It's a long time yes. to miss out on nutrients and stuff like that. So it is important balance at the end of the day. Yeah. And that, 
Marita, this is such a great. If you've just joined us, you are on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond with me, your host, Yulandi Becker. And I'm talking introduction to solids to owner and founder of Tummies Full of Love, Marita Besaidenai. Um, we've now, you've already, I mean, if only I had all this information already available when I was, uh, in the end, this is what the show is all about. It is really helping parents to navigate through these tricky situations that can be a lot easier if you just know. And even us at Good Night, we advise parents of course, that we don't say food before wine is just for fun, but we do advise them that milk is the most important source of nutrients for, I would say, about the first 10 months of life. So, and Marita also mentioned that during the routine is that you first want to give milk and then about an hour later or so, you're going to top up with solids. But follow your baby's cues with regards to that. And babies are very different. And it also depends on what you're giving them sometimes. Sometimes they don't love what you're giving them. But that also brings me to one of the other questions I want want to give, because we now talked about foods to give to start with. Is there foods that you should not be giving as a starter food or or for a period of time? Because I know that allergies and those type of things is also an issue, but is there foods that we should not be given? Okay, so I think when we, when we start with that question, it's important to just get a few basics laid down into your baby's diet. So the first thousand days, like most of us know, that is the foundation for their physical um, development, their health development, social development. So just like with feeding as well, it's very important to actually establish healthy healthy eating habits in that first year or two. So avoid sugary foods and sugary drinks. And especially in milk bottles, I see that a lot where parents actually add fruit juice or fizzy drinks into bottles. Please do avoid that. It's really not necessary because it doesn't add any nutritional value to it. So it's not about taking something away and you think that you're depriving your child of having a treat. It's just their body does not need that empty calories. So no no sugar, no added salts, no junk food. So I understand sometimes you want to give your baby a bite and that's fine. But the thing is, Sometimes moms tend to go over to just junk food because that's what their baby wants. So um, remember that a baby will obviously always choose a more sugary or salty preference because that is built into our DNA, unfortunately. So um, we want to establish healthy eating habits with that. So avoid those kind of foods within the first year, year and a half, if you can too. If you have a lot of frowns and people that judges you, don't worry, it's your own baby. So you let them, you you do what you think is best for your baby at the end of the day, and that's important to remember. When it comes to allergies, most of the of the, the guidance in, in today's um establishing an in solids introduction, it's important to actually introduce allergens earlier because allergens is um it's proteins in foods that actually causes your baby to have a reaction if they have an allergy. So there's specific risk, risk factors. So if your baby has eczema or if your baby, if, if you have a family history of allergies, then wait to introduce the allergen. But otherwise you can do peanut butter. You can do, remember that there's a difference between peanuts and tree nuts. So usually it's the peanuts that causes the problem. So if you want to start with nut butters, rather start with a tree nut 
like a macadamia or almond. And then from there, you can move over to peanuts if your baby's happy. You can do egg introduction, um, fish introduction, usually around about seven to eight months. Uh, it all depends on how comfortable you feel with allergens. If you're unsure, obviously consult with a healthcare provider, your pediatrician, your clinic sister, just to make sure what exactly to do. Um, but usually a reaction towards allergies is um, you'll see a skin rash or maybe a hive. Um, they'll have nasal congestion, uh, maybe some di- diarrhea. So if you see a reaction like that, then usually stop with that allergen at first and then try in a week or two again. And if you see it gets more severe, rather go and test your baby. Do not self-diagnose an intolerance or allergy because you're, you're going to deprive your baby of certain nutrients and then you are not 100% sure because that's unfortunately the thing with allergies is most people want to actually uh, diagnose it themselves. So it is important to actually see a healthcare provider and do it the correct way that you don't deprive your baby of certain nutrients. And cause an allergy. I mean, in the end of the day, there's studies that prove now that it can actually increase the chances of your child um, forming allergies for certain uh, foods if they were not exposed to it. So for sure, I think it is important to do that. Um, again, earlier you were also now mentioning that obviously the end goal of introduction to solids, it's in the beginning, the pureed food, whatever, but the end goal is that we want them to eat actual normal food. <laughs> when should they be making that transition to, because that was also something that I, again, no judgment. This is a judgment free space. Um, I think I pureed my son's food for way too long. And in the end, I struggled with that transition from like to make it rougher and to make it pieces of food. And with my daughter, I didn't have that because I, in essence, basically just messed up the food initially and she kind of ate off my plate <laughs> um, from the beginning. So when should you be making that transition to rougher food, more textured food? I don't know what the actual word is for that. <laughs> Yeah, so so the more coarser texture food at the end of the day. So obviously you know about baby led weaning as well, you likely. So there's science has shown us that if your baby eats purees, they can be a happy eater and successful eater, not really picky. If you did baby led weaning, it's the same. So at the end of the day, it's not there's one right and one wrong. I believe in a combination of actually doing purees with baby led weaning. And coming back to to what your your, uh, question about texture introduction is around about eight to nine months. If you do follow a puree diet, um, especially if you do protein, but protein is already a bit more texture than actually your vegetables, your, your yeah. regular vegetables. And now I have to emphasize with texture is if you make your own homemade baby food, the texture will be much different than a store-bought texture. So if you only do store-bought textures, shelf-stable products, your baby will most likely struggle a bit more with texture introduction because it is super, super smooth. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, they add starches and um, yeah, they've got stabilizers in. So with that smooth texture, it's easy to swallow it. So as soon as you start introducing textures, like all of a sudden I actually have to start chewing and use my mouth muscles to actually get this food down my throat. And then all of a sudden it's like they'll start closing their mouth and they don't want to eat anything um, else. So from eight to nine months, we want to start 
gradually introducing textures. Um, you can start with one or two spoonsful of that's mashed instead of blended. You can do a little bit of pasta rice with it. You can do a bit of couscous with it. As long as it's slowly but surely, you just increase texture more and more and see what your baby tolerates at the end of the day. Remember that when you introduce textures, they can gag. It's a normal reflex. It is actually amazing because it protects your your baby's body against something they're not sure of. So when it, your baby gags, it's normal. They'll get all teary-eyed. They'll make sounds. It's not the same than choking. So when yeah. your baby chokes, it's you can't hear any sounds. They'll all of a sudden become blue around their mouth, and you can see they can't actually communicate with you. So it's important at the end of the day to do that texture introduction and to let them experience that, to actually remove or take down the, the amount of gag reflex that they have at the end of the day. So when it comes to texture introduction, eight to nine months, um, do it and move, get more and more texture up until 10 months. And then um, from there, we're going to go over to table foods and, and introduce oh. that into their diet. Oh, Marita, Craig is already signaling that we're like very clearly and surely starting to run out of time. And the conversation is not done yet. But more of that just now. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. Yes, welcome again back. If you've just joined us, you are on Bump and Beyond with me, Yolandi Becker, your host here. And it's been such a great talk. And Marita now, it's probably load shedding or something. I always blame that when something happens. Um, but she is on her way back, but she just um, got thrown out. Technology is not always our friend. But we're talking today, introduction to solids. And it's been such a nice conversation already about introduction to solids. Because personally for me, it was... It was a daunting thing, but now looking back, it was such a nice experience as well. Because with babies, it can often be a, a difficult thing to navigate, but it's so beautiful to see how they react to the different foods and how they like it and really appreciate what you're doing. And Marita has been really, really great with saying that from the start, you're going to start with three or so days of one um one thing and then three, um, two to three days with the next thing and gradually increasing it as you go along. Um, personally, again, um, with regards to, uh, introduction to solids and when it comes to sleep, it is remember, like I said earlier, important to remember that, um, we, we start with the milk and then about an hour later. But as Marita said as well, remember that the end goal is that we do want children to actually be eating the food that we're eating. So this is a process of getting there. It's not going from solidly pureed food to, Hey, here's a piece of steak or a piece of biltong for you. It, it's a process to get there. Um, Marita is back. So the expert in, <laughs> um, Introduction to Solids, Marita, the owner and founder of Tummies Full of Love, talking to us about Introduction to Solids. So Marita, before you disappeared on me, and I had to wing a little bit here while floundering about, um, we I'm were so talking... sorry, you <laughs> <laughs> I'm Luckily, I have no shortage of things to say, and I think... 
the listeners out there have realized it. But um, we, you mentioned one specific thing and you were saying to me that I know it. And I do know what baby led weeding is. But please do give us a bit more detail on what you mean by baby led weeding and what you mean by a combination of pureed food and baby led weaning. Okay, so baby led weaning is something that's been trending over the last few years, even more and more. So we've become more aware of baby led weaning. There's parents that's unsure how exactly it works. So we've got our traditional pureed foods that our grandmothers and grandfathers, well, grandfathers, we hope, also introduced. And with baby led weaning, it's basically serving your baby um, handheld steamed vegetables, steamed fruit that they can actually feed themselves. So the, the, there's always advantages and disadvantages of everything you choose. At the end of the day, you can successfully feed your baby either way. It all depends on your personality, I think, as a mother, and then also your baby's personality. There's some babies that really does not like to be fed with a spoon. So obviously, you're going to then rather give them something that can actually feed themselves. So with in combination with um, pureed and baby led weaning, we believe in starting solids with pureed foods just so your baby can get the hang of it. Um, and this is out of my personal experience. I just felt that if I give my baby a steamed butternut stick or a steamed vegetable, I could not see what actually goes in. Uh, most of it lands on the floor. It's messy all over. I had OCD. I did not <laughs> like being messy. <laughs> so, so at the end of the day, I did the purees. And then around about eight, nine months, that's usually when they call coordination for grabbing um, vegetables and fruits and everything with their hands, taking it to their mouth actually gets easier and the coordination is more there. So there is moms that love actually doing baby led weaning from the start and that's great as long as you ensure that you feed your baby enough variety because sometimes moms will only do fruits and vegetables and then later on they get kind of lazy and it's like, you know what, I'm just going to grab a flapjack from the shelf or then it's a lot of sugar that gets included and um, sometimes they leave our protein that's also very important. So it's important that if you do baby led weaning, just expose your baby to as much nutrients as possible, not um, taking anything away. And then obviously, once they get to eight to nine months old and they actually start grasping that that food, it will actually be the palmer grass at the beginning. And then later on, it will be the pincer grip. So the pincer grip, obviously, we need that for development for actually have it, holding your pencil later on in life. When you get to grade R or grade one, you actually need to hold your pencil. So that's very important for them as well. But when it comes to, to baby led weaning that I really love is the messy part of it. Although I did have OCD and I didn't like it. <laughs> it's important for them to play with food as well, because if their hands can't tolerate that texture, their mouths won't tolerate it as well. So if they actually play with it and you struggle with texture introduction, put it in front of them, let them play with it, have baby led weaning snacks available for them to try. And at the end of the day, that actually starts them to get chewy. So it's amazing to see that little baby actually chew. And I always explain to moms, use Even the, without the, teeth. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. 
cute. So if, if you take, for example, a steamed apple piece or, or butternut or carrot, and you can actually, um, it gives in quite easily between your index finger and your thumb when you press it down. For example, a, a raw, well, a raw apple <laughs> without being steamed, um, you won't, you won't actually press it down. It will yeah. actually cause a bit of a choking hazard. So it's important that if it actually is easy to press down, like avocado, papaya, steamed fruits and vegetables, they will actually chew that by pressing their tongue against their palate and actually starting a chewing movement. And that chewing movement is obviously very important for speech development and handling the texture and obviously taking down the gag reflex because now all of a sudden they start to realize, like, listen, yeah, this is not going to kill me. I can actually just take a smaller bite and then it's actually amazing how much they learn through baby led weaning. So that's why I believe in combining that, that meals where you feel I need to see that you take in your butternut, your protein and whatever. And if you do your mash textures or your, your, um, purees, you can do that. And then with the baby led weaning, serve that as a snack. So you do, you, you get the both, best of both worlds at the yeah, end of the day. No, so I'm a, and now it. you've meant to, I also love it. And I think, um, it is important. And I mean, again, it's always so amazing how, because now you mentioned the speech development from the eating and stuff like that. And it's for me always amazing how all these things, sleep, eating, um, speech, hearing, everything is like a combination of things that's not just one thing that develops, but it's combined how these things kind of develop and how your baby is getting ready for all these things. Isn't it yeah. just a beautiful, it's such a beautiful journey. I love it. But you also mentioned another thing that lots of parents are afraid of. And I mean, you've mentioned a little bit the, the gagging and those type of things. But again, this is going to be my final question after the break we just take. <laughs> this is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker. The show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. And just like that, another show is coming to a very strong end. And it was such an insightful show talking about introduction to solids. Um, if you've missed it, don't worry. You can go on our website at highfm.com to listen to this as a podcast. But before my expert guest Marita disappears and gets thrown off again. Um, there's a final thing that I just wanted to talk about. And you mentioned that the gag reflex is very overdevelopment. When you talk about baby leg reading and the baby taking things, is there certain things that we do need to worry about for choking? How, how should, because you said they should be soft that I mentioned, but is there certain point, foods that you shouldn't be giving as your, as snacks for your baby to eat? So I think a, a good guideline to always use is to ensure that when you start baby leg weaning, it's soft cooked vegetables. And like I said, do the little finger test. We've got a nice Instagram post actually about that a while back where you can actually test it and, and make sure that your baby will be able to actually start that chewing action. Always remove the seeds and the pips if you use fresh food. Avoid hard, crunchy foods. You know, like nuts, popcorn, um, even raisins. I mean, you can't... It, and, and the thing is, you must remember that your baby's air pipe is the is the di- diameter of a, of a pencil. So anything that oh. can actually get stuck there, yeah... That is, that's a good guideline to use. So 
yeah, always remember that it's very, very small. And then sticky foods. And you will not believe me that there's marshmallows and peanut butter and your nut butters. What happens is if you serve a sticky food, you can't actually get it out with doing CPR because it's sticky. It's not like something can actually pop out. So it's something Ah, that will actually clog the air pipe. So if you, for example, are ready for allergen introduction and you want to actually introduce peanut butter, your nut butters, always ensure that you mix it in with a bit of the cereal they have in the morning or um, just dilute it with a bit of um, hot water and then mix it into their food, into cereal, add it to a cracker or some um, brown berry brown bread toast if you want to, but don't serve it like you'll have a peanut butter spoon and actually lick it off. It's not uh, going to go well with it, baby. <laughs> and then obviously um, it's important that, like I said, gagging is normal. And if you're scared of a choking hazard and, and off choking, don't deprive your baby of actually having baby led weaning snacks and finger foods. It's so important for them to have it. Rather go for a first aid course where you are equipped with handling something like choking. Um, and what is so funny is most babies actually choke on non-food items like rocks and coins and stuff like that. So, so food is, is one of the choking hazards there can be, but Usually it's something else. I remember like I took out hundreds of rocks out of my son's mouth. Um, he didn't choke on any food, but he had lots of rocks (laughs) he actually choked on. So that's important just to to educate yourself around that rather than to keep it away. Um, it's very important to, to expose them to that, that finger foods and baby led weaning snacks. Marita, it's been super, super insightful. Even I have learned a lot. And I think it's been so helpful for new moms and not so new moms. I'm obviously not such a new mom. So thank you so much. Where can people find you and where can they find Tummies Full of Love? Okay, so thank you for having me today, Yolandi. It was really fun. And, um, yeah, we've got social media pages, so you can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. We've got a YouTube channel as well. And then, like you said, if you put in Tummies Full of Love into Google, you'll find our website there. And if you need any assistance or any help, if, even if you want to, if you're making your own baby food and you just need some guidelines, please, please do contact us. But we're here for all the mommies that's overwhelmed with everything else they need to do. So let's just take one thing off your plate and let's just make your baby food for you. And you know, it will be as good as homemade. Ah, Marita, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I really appreciate it. And- thank you. Bye. Lundy. <laughs> Bye. So just like that, my show is again today come to an end. You can, like I said before, listen to my podcast and other shows as well on highfm.com. Please also make sure to go and follow and interact with me on social media. It's Yulandi with a J. J-O-L-A-N-D-I, Becker, B-E-C-K-E-R. Um, and I would love to interact with you, get to know you, and yeah, have some fun. Next week, um, like I said, pre-recorded shows happening. Uh, but again, in two weeks' time, I will be back, and I look forward to it. The world is changed by our example, not by our opinion. Let's lead by example for our children. Thank you so much for joining me today and my expert guest. Until next time, enjoy your day.